This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on a very spooky Halloween One Bad Mother, it's time for Truth or Dare. Plus, Biz talks and talks, Teresa has a diary update, and we get childish with Allison Rosen. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. Teresa. Oh, hey! It's the Great Pumpkin. Wait, Charlie Brown. Oh, it is! If you need me, I'll be sitting alone in a pumpkin patch, constantly not being believed. (laughs) Oh, it's like my whole parenting experience. (laughs) Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa. How are you? Oh, my back hurts. Yeah. Still. Happy Halloween! I know. <laughs> so I have a little diary update. And that really does sound like I'm saying I have a diary update. It does. You're welcome. Should I say journal update? Nope. Too late. Okay. <laughs> so if you didn't listen to last week's show, I talked about how I suddenly got very angry. Or not suddenly, but it was like a gradual build to me being very angry at my five-year diary which I have kept now for almost five years and have been writing in diligently for many of those five years up until recently when it all kind of just fell apart. Right. Due to emotions. (laughs) You Um, mean the diary didn't just seal away those emotions? (laughs) Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Like like a wizard thing. And it got so soaked and so saturated (laughs) with emotions that it just started to... Just it created, yeah, it created yeah. like an actual entity oh, of just emotion. Anyway, I believe so, that was your update. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just, uh, I did want to give an update yeah. because I actually, I feel like that conversation mm. slash me yelling at all of you guys was <laughs> very therapeutic for me. Oh. And so after a couple of days after that, and then after... You know, we edited the show, you edited the show, and then I listened to the show. And after hearing it again, I really did feel that it was, it. I felt better just getting that off my chest. Yeah. And like I went back a few days later and looked at the diary and flipped through. And it was actually because I went to post a picture of it on Instagram, on our One Bad Mothers Instagram. Yeah. If you guys aren't following that, it's at One Bad Mothers on Instagram. And I kind of just caught some entries and had a different reaction mm. this time. Like, it was like once I kind of, like, got the icky feelings yeah. out, I was, like, more able to look at it and see, you know, there's actually yeah. also really a lot of great stuff in here, and I'm really glad it exists. And so I was thinking, like, how can I not just, like, throw this away? Mm. You know, like, can I can either stop now yeah. and let it be what it is. And that's still something meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Or what somebody suggested on the Facebook group was like that she had a similar experience and felt like she just decided to start writing in it when she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. That's so I good. think I might try that. I still have like several months left. Yeah. This is my last lap. But I can write in it when I want to, when yeah. I have something really nice that I want to share. And I can look at it when I want to and just like let it be what it is. Yeah. And that is helpful. 
Can I make a suggestion? Sure. You should like write a little note uh-huh. that says just that, uh-huh. right? Like, dear self, yeah. I am, you know, doing this yeah. and I'm going to start doing this and, you know, stick it in where you start it mm. so that that's part of your memory as well down the road. Because yeah. I really think like those five-year diary sorts of things aren't meant for now. They're meant for like 20 years from now sure. when you're so far removed sure. and you've processed it all. Uh-huh. Or maybe to remind you, like when you're around parents who are new parents, uh-huh. <laughs> like you can go back to your diary and be like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I should remember to be extra nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, good job. Thank I think you. that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm here. I just wanted to say, like, I have been out and about more, given that Ellis is in kindergarten and he's at the same school that Katie Bell is at. So I find that I have a chance to be a lot more social than I was when it was just drop one off, drop one off, go, Mm -hmm. run for your life. And I'm very lucky. Ellis has a great kindergarten class. Like, I really like all these parents as I'm getting to know them. But I'm like left with this feeling when I get through talking with parents, like either at the school right after drop off or, you know, as the kids walk in when we're all like waiting or I was at a party this weekend for one of Ellis's friends. So all the parents are hanging out and talking. And then when I get home or I'm in the car, I always feel like, I feel like I just talked at that person Mm -hmm. like I don't know how to talk to people Mm -hmm. well I know how to talk I don't know how to have a conversation with people anymore and I really felt like that came about with the isolation of having kids and then suddenly you're out and you get to have a kind of adult conversations again and I apparently still don't know or my feeling experience is that I still don't know how to have those conversations I either want to just like complain about everything or make sure they see that I'm struggling somehow. We've talked about that where it's like, well, this is really hard, you know, or uh, just talk. And then like, I'm always like, did that person have a good time talking to me? (laughs) Like, or am I that person? Right. Like, did they have a nice time? I mean, yeah. No, I just, I relate so much. By the way, they probably did have a good time because you're very charming and fun. I I appreciate that. Yeah. So just so you know, I agree that this is a feeling experience. (laughs) But also, I have felt the same way a lot of times. And I think it really is like... The isolation yeah. and we're out of practice. Yeah. And we're kind of different people than we were, were when we were having these like social regular social yeah. interactions with peers. Like yeah. we're now <laughs> different. And so we're trying to like relearn in some ways how like who well, we are and how to be social people with new people. Yeah. When- and and who that, we like, are to because those people and what we are yeah. are parents. And yeah. the thing that's bringing us together are kids. So yeah. there is this new dynamic of, am I talking about kids? Right. Are we talking about right. kids right now? Should we? Should we? Is it, that's the is only that, reason. Yeah. Right. And then that feeds into the like, am I only talking shit about my kids? Well, that's the other yeah. piece of this, which is I think if our kids are a little atypical in any yes. way, there is a desire, at least on my part, to control the narrative a lot of times yeah. and kind of get ahead of something that somebody might notice that's different about my kid or might 
notice that's different about me or how I'm parenting differently in some way. And so I do overshare sometimes Mm. because I'm trying to control what they perceive about me so that let you know just to make sure that they don't yeah. decide to judge me before they know more yeah. do you know what i'm saying oh i know exactly what so you're saying so that totally floods me when i'm talking to yeah. people so basically we're completely incapable of having <laughs> any conversations uh with each other so if you ever run into yeah. us out in the world and talk to yeah. us it's not you no, it's, it's not you. definitely us no. it's sort of like Looking into the mirror and discovering that you are the very monster that you were afraid of, which ties in nicely to Halloween, which ties in not at all to what we're going to talk about today, which is truth or dare. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Truth or dare. Have you ever played Truth or Dare and accidentally killed one of your friends who then later comes back to haunt you until you die? <gasps> no, that's not. I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I've never actually heard of that. Uh, that's like every horror film. No. <laughs> we played Truth or Dare and Jenny drowned in a lake. You know, like, how did right. that even wind up? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. good times. Not my experience either. Okay, good. With truth or dare. I got um, worried. I kind of really like the idea of starting by talking about the rules of truth or dare. Okay? Yeah. And Because it, it feels like there are no rules to truth or dare, but there are. There are. Yeah. Okay. One, I think, is you have to, like, sit in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Right? That's part of Truth or Dare. Sitting in a circle. Yeah. Sitting in a circle. Yeah. Okay. How to play Truth or Dare is you have to pick truth or dare. Yeah. And when you do that, it is here's a question. In your Truth or Dare experiences, if you were the person picking Truth or Dare, was there one person assigning you a Truth or Dare or was it a committee process? I think it was a committee. It's a committee. Yeah. Yeah. The committee. Yeah. Because it's a little odd to play truth or dare just with two people. Yeah. I mean, that's you like that's can. basically having a conversation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with somebody and who might getting be up to mischief together. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So there's a committee. Yeah. All right. What happens if you pick truth and then you don't want to answer it? Do you remember what the rules are for this? No. So I thought it was like you choose up front truth uh-huh, or dare. Yes. So but then, you have to, oh, if you have to answer the question or you have to do the dare. So if you, if they ask the question and you don't want to answer it. Yes, it's too personal. It's then too I much. think, I, I guess in my memory, we would just switch to dare at that point. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah. But what if you're in the middle of it and you don't want to do either? I was talking with my sister about this yeah. beforehand and she was like, she said the same yeah. thing. She was like, I don't remember what happened. And I was like, oh, I do. Basically, if you declined to do both, yeah. you were just an outcast and bullied forever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you bullied can't not for the rest of the night. I definitely have a vague memory <laughs> of like doing a truth, not wanting to answer it taking a dare, deciding I couldn't do the dare, yeah. and just reluctantly answering During the, the question. truth question. Yeah. 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 So those are the rules. Yeah, that Because otherwise, 
Yeah, you're going to yes. be tormented and like made fun of. Yes. Truth or dare? Let's hear it for games. <laughs> okay. When do you think you were playing truth or dare the most? Like what age? Like what? High school. Yours was high school, yeah. not middle? No. I mean, wow. maybe we probably did, actually, and I probably just don't remember. I, I What I'm remembering more is like ninth, tenth grade. Okay, ninth, tenth. Yeah. Before but, cars. Yeah, before, before somebody cars. got a car. Yeah. 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 But no, I think now that you mention it, we probably were playing earlier, and I just wasn't thinking that yeah. far back. Yeah. Why do you think we play truth or dare? Power mind game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I guess, mean, really. Yeah, I I was gonna steal what my sister said, which was for the thrill of it, oh, right? Yeah. The thrill. Yeah. And you stop playing it basically when you're old enough to get your thrills somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Like so, yeah. at, it's like a. But you're right. You're right. I th- I agree with you too. I want to get into that. <laughs> As we're talking about the truth, this is how it all leads to murder, everybody. <laughs> Accidental murder. Yeah, I was mainly middle school. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, middle school, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so what were some dares that you remember? So this is interesting because I feel like if I, it depends on the age. Right. Because I think the high school truth or dare was really just... Spin the bottle. It was essentially... Uh, you were playing co-ed, truth or dare. Yeah. Woo! But also... That's it was true. Pro- That's... Yeah, but yeah, I think it was mostly an excuse to kiss people. Yeah, to kiss people. I think <laughs> when we consent. were younger... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think when we were younger, it was calling the person you had a crush on, mm-hmm. calling a person that had a crush on you if you didn't uh, like them back, which is horrible. That's horrible. Nothing good comes out of truth or dare. Yeah, (laughs) there were probably little like ones that were like playing tricks on mom and dad or breaking a rule in the house. Yeah, like sneaking cookies or go into their room and steal something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which I was never up for that. Were you more of a truth person or dare person? Definitely. Well, what do you think? (laughs) I think you were a truth person. I was definitely a truth person. (laughs) I probably did like one dare in my whole life. I don't think, yeah, I do. Do you remember what that dare was? I'm sure it was kissing somebody or call, calling a boy or something. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember stuff like calling the crush, yeah. right? And like, oh my God, it's Timmy the Yeah. And hanging up. Yeah. Having to, I can remember having to go through phone books to mm-hmm. try and figure out oh, yeah. which, which, you know, Smith, David, yeah. right, was yeah. the yeah, right. Yeah. Joe David. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that was fun. Yeah. Regular prank calls. Yeah, regular prank regular calls. Regular prank calls sure. was good. Then there were like like physical ones that were like, you know, put your bra in a freezer. Yeah. Drink this ice, weird mixture. Yeah, drink this weird mixture. Yeah. Put ice in your underpants. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. why aren't people putting ice in their underpants? Yeah. yeah. Kate and Belle, go put some ice in your underpants with yeah. your friend. Yeah. A lot of the dares were also, you know, like... You show me yours, I'll show oh, you mine kind of thing. Do you remember do any of that? Like nope. where it was like, you know, yeah, showing no. body parts. No. Again, we never, never did co-ed. We okay. were always. But my, even, w- even with all girls, yeah. I don't, we never did. There was like, that. yeah. So, well, we did make brassicles. Yeah, brassicles. And then you had to put them on. And wear them or just make bra We just made bra <laughs> Do you steal your mother's bra, put it in the freezer? When it comes to 
truths, mm-hmm. right? I think this is where the power comes in. Because, like, what's the point of a truth question? Because no one ever is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What are you struggling with right now, Teresa? Right. Like, no one's asking that kind of truth question. Right. I, As an adult, yeah. looking back, yeah. it's all clear to me now yeah. that the truth questions were all about power. They yes. were all, like, super invasive yeah. and personal. Yes. And you know the risk, the thrill in the truth question. I used to think dare was the thrill, but now I'm thinking it might be the truth, is that if you reveal that secret— yeah. All of these people, the people know, know. and yep. they, one of them will be a snitch. Right. There's always, I feel like the truth question right at the beginning of the game should mm-hmm. be, are who's you going to, who's the snitch? Who do you think here is going to like break first and reveal all our secrets yeah. to everybody? Right. It's definitely Susan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like the truth questions were always like, who do you like? Who do you like? Right. Who have you ever stolen yeah. anything? Yeah. Have you ever shit your pants? <laughs> have you ever like <laughs> what's the like <laughs> what's the or what the what's bed? What's the worst thing you've ever, ever done? done? Who yeah. do you hate? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. who do you? Who would you rather kiss? This yeah. person or, or that this person? person? Yeah. Oh, what an awkward time. Whose boyfriend would you? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 God. Just what? I wonder what this will be like for this generation coming up who is hopefully approaching the world yeah. with a much broader, like, gender identity, yeah. like, approach. You know what I woke, mean? Woke, truth, or dare. With more woke. <laughs> yes. Yes. Woke, truth, or dare. Woo. I love it. I do remember, like... Yeah, how far have you gone? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. How far? How far would you go? Just to the mall <laughs> and back? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get it. <laughs> Did you ever have an experience in which you told a truth and then you were like really scared that it was going to be revealed by the people? I think I think that probably happened a lot. I don't yeah. have like a specific, but I definitely feel like much of my childhood and like <laughs> like tween and teen years yeah. were spent like trying to being betrayed. <laughs> well, just trying to like navigate yeah. the social situation with my friends like I was usually like the sidekick to some more yeah. powerful girl. Right. <laughs> You know, and like that was usually just my role. Right. Like I went to a lot of different schools and lived in a lot of different places, but somehow that always find the strong one yeah. and get next to her. Yeah. That's a good survival it, skill. It worked yeah. for me in lots of ways. Yeah. But it's also risky business yes. a lot of times. Oh, it is risky business. Yeah. So <laughs> you are in the risk zone. Cause that's what it is. I think that is pretty much all of the middle high school experience yeah. is beware of betrayal. Katie Bell is going through this a little. She's got like a nice group of friends uh-huh. that's developing. It's great. But there is one who constantly is telling her stuff to the rest of the group before she can tell it. Right. And it's like None of it's like really a secret secret. Right, it's but it's just, like not hers to tell. It's not yeah. hers to tell. Yeah. And then of course, like two minutes later, everybody's like friends again. And I'm just like, oh God, I don't want to be witness to this the rest yeah. of my life. I have like and I just have nothing to say to her. Right. You know, like, oh well, yeah. I guess you'll have to yeah, invite learn. her to play truth or dare and yeah. murder her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
why don't we play truth or dare as adults? This is a general question. Not a, it's not an invitation. I'm just some like some adults probably some do. adults do. Do you? But I mean, do you ever have like, hey, it's so rare that I'm ever with a group of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> no. Would I could you imagine if I like went away with a group of friends? Yeah, or something. you would play that, truth or dare. That could be fun. That would be. But it might not even be that. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't even appeal to me right yeah. now. I don't know why. If I asked you to go put your bra in the freezer, would it be funny, or would you be like, Ugh. I'd be like, I don't want to. <laughs> Drink, drink, Teresa. I dare you to drink this entire bottle of rose. Yeah, it's just like not. <laughs> yeah, not, this does not appeal uh, uh, anymore. I don't my, know. So my sister hosts this game night fundraiser for a friend of hers uh-huh. in her apartment, like uh, maybe twice a year or once a year, uh-huh. and they have different. Like you pay to come in and they've like board games a puzzle room you know like people are doing jigsaw puzzles Mm -hmm. but one of the things that they've been doing is a dare bag and you get points if you do the dare and then like whoever has the most points and so everybody puts in the dare so it's like you know go get the hostess's bathrobe and wear it around the party for the rest of the night Uh you get three points right and she says it is the highlight of oh. the entire party, but she did say that, like, they went back and looked at the ones from three years ago, uh-huh. and she was like, whoo, there was a lot of non-consent stuff, like, spoon with another player, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, all of the ones that have been yeah. suggested were like, you know. Things we wouldn't suggest. Take, you know, yeah. take the hostess's red lipstick, and then for every red kiss print that is left on another player, you get a point, like, shit like that, like, oh, wow. I know, it ain't woke. Nope. <laughs> I love it. I have to ask, are your kids playing Truth or Dare yet? That, that's a really good question. Okay. okay, that is a good question. So Katie Bell has, like, she knows of Truth or Dare. Uh-huh. Like, she knows the concept. Yeah. I do not, I have not heard, she's never really done a play date or sleepover with more than one person mm-hmm. yet. And that would implode. So that's why I don't think it's been played. She's tried to do that thing, like, where she's like, do you want to play Truth or Dare with me? You know, uh because it's, you know, and that'll happen until she stops seeing me as a friend. And she's like, and I'm like, no, because that's not how you play it. Um, (laughs) No. So... That's it. And I haven't heard her like do it to her brother yet. I mean, yeah. like my sister and I, I don't, I think we used to maybe play, I feel like I have a vague memory of playing Truth or Dare with her, mm-hmm. but I think it really was just about getting me to do shit and make, you oh, know what I'm I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. like, let's say she had a friend over, she was like, I dare you to go get me chips, yeah. you know, like, or I dare you to do this thing that's like super embarrassing, you know, yeah. just like to fuck with. Yeah. So no, how about you? Have your kids started playing Truth or Dare? So, <laughs> Grace, I think she read about it in Sisters or yeah. Smile, one oh, of those yeah. books. Yep. And she asked me, Mommy, like, I think she asked how, like, she asked about Truth or Dare. Yeah, she asked about yeah. Truth or Dare. What is it? Wanted to understand it better. Right. And I was, I explained it to her and I said, it's really a game for like older kids, like, yeah. like you know, 13, 14, 15, yeah. like that. When you have good questions to ask. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's like for older kids. And she's like, why? And I was like, it's just, I don't know. It's just for old, like, I don't know. Right. It just is. It's for older kids. It just, it's just one of those things. And <laughs> immediately 
the next day she comes home from school, I played truth or dare. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And, wow. You know, she played with like a, a friend at school yeah. and her friend at school said, there's no reason why you should have to wait until you're older. And so they, whatever. <laughs> I don't even, nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. But the point is, right. it was one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, I should not have like said that. Yeah. Because now she has to go and prove me wrong. Right. For the rest of your life, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Michelin. Parents, we've all been there. We're sitting in car line. You're not looking at your phone while you're sitting still in car line. Then you look up from not looking at your phone and you see the car in front of you is starting to inch forward. So you set down the phone that you weren't looking at and you also start to inch forward. And then all of a sudden the person in front of you slams on their brakes for some reason. I don't know. There's kids everywhere. (laughs) It's terrifying. So for a split second, you might be terrified whether you will stop in time to not cause a car accident in car line in front of your kids' schools. <laughs> Stopping safely and consistently matters. When worn, Michelin Premier all-season tires come to a complete stop. Some other worn tires are still traveling over 15 miles per hour. So next time when you're looking for new tires for the family car, consider Michelin Premier all-season tires. Michelin, performance every time. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Over the weekend, I took Oscar with me to San Francisco uh, for one night, two days and one night. And we were there for my cousin's baby shower, and we also stayed with a good friend of mine and her family. And it was one of those things that probably six months or a year ago, Mm -hmm. I would have felt I could just not have done because I didn't have the bandwidth. I couldn't figure out how to leave the kids. I didn't want to travel even with one kid. I wouldn't know which kid to bring, or I wouldn't know if I could leave Curtis, right. you know, so it felt like a new level that this not only felt manageable to do, but actually was fun. Yeah. Like Jesse could be at home with the other two kids. They had a nice weekend and Oscar and I got some time, just the two of us. Yeah. And it's pretty easy just traveling with one five and a half year old. Yep. Once you've traveled that, with three. Yeah. The one really seems right. Yeah. So we had fun. And that was my genius moment. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, thanks. Good job. Thank you. So, Stefan was out of town this weekend, and I do have quite a bit going on. 
leading up to Halloween, school Halloween, my parents are coming for a visit, like lots of things happening. So I needed to run an errand on Sunday and I didn't want to do it with the kids. And Katie Bell had a play date. And so I got ahead of it and I got a babysitter to take care of Ellis and I, with a little extra time so I could actually go and breathe. And I invited my friend to come with me Ooh. on my little errand. Yes. And then my babysitter canceled because she had the days wrong, and that's okay. Okay. And I was like, okay, this isn't like the be-all, end-all of yeah. errands. Yes. Okay. Technically, I could take Ellis with me. So I text my friend, and I said, my babysitter canceled, so I'm going to take Ellis yeah. to be with us. Yeah. And she responds, well, would you rather go by yourself and I'll hang out with Ellis? And like you, like three years ago, yeah. I might have said no. Yeah. But I said, actually, my response was, that is incredibly nice. Yeah. May I think about it and tell you tomorrow, like on the yeah. day? And she was like, absolutely. And it was just this like moment That's of so feeling nice. like heard. And so the yeah. next day I asked Ellis, Ellis, I have to go run an errand. Do you want to come with me or do you want to hang with my friend who he's grown up with? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I'd like to hang with her and show her all my Legos. And so that's what happened. And it, Amazing. It really helped Amazing. me. I got to do the errand with the focus that I needed. Yes. And I let somebody help me. Yes. With Ellis. Yes. And they had a great time. That's so good. Yeah. Growing. Good job. Thank you. Here's a fucking genius for you. It's actually two. The first genius is I saved your guy's phone number in my phone so I don't have to look it up on the website every time I have a genius or a fail. That's the first part. Second part, I'm in Lowe's looking for a toilet seat. I have a two-year-old. My husband's in-laws came, cracked both of our toilet seats. Don't ask me how. Um, so I'm on the hunt for a toilet seat. I have a two-year-old, as I mentioned, in the middle of potty training with a Paw Patrol puppy seat that she loves to take and run around the house with. So when she actually has to pee, I have no idea where it is. So the genius is, I just bought a fucking toilet seat with a built-in toddler seat that can't go anywhere. And so I just put it too, and I'm a fucking genius because I never have to find that fucking Paw Patrol potty ever again. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, and so am I. Um, thank you so much. Bye. I love this. I love it too. You're doing such a good job. And I know that your child taking the Paw Patrol potty around the house and it never being able to be found, that it's not filled with pee. But I like to think it is just to add a level of danger to the entire scenario. And spookiness. And spookiness because it's Halloween. I might sound like a complete idiot. But I had no idea that there were those double yeah, toilet seats until great. we moved into yeah. the house that we live in. Yeah. And there was one there. Oh. And I was like, what is this yeah. witchcraft yeah. that's happening in the bathroom? So great. And yeah, it's so great. Yeah. Good job. And buying two, bonus points. Really? You get an extra piece of candy in your trick-or-treat bag. <laughs> Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. 
Halloween related, actually. Woo. My kids have been pretty relaxed about everything they've been watching on Netflix for a while. So I have become relaxed about <laughs> what they can watch on Netflix. Um, like Ooh, nobody's been yeah. nobody's been having like bedtime right. nightmares or, you know, bedtime anxiety, yeah. really. And so I'm like. We're great. We love spooky stuff. Yeah. We're fun. Like, this is, <laughs> my family likes to be scared yeah. sometimes, and that's fun, and it's okay. <laughs> that's not actually true. Not a truth? No. Okay. So, so there's this show on Netflix called Bat Pat, which you may have seen. No. And <laughs> I actually, because it looks like a spooky show, yeah. I actually did check it out on Common Sense Media yeah. and read that, you know, it is spooky and intended to be spooky, but it's also intended for very young kids and they make it really fun and yeah. it's just really silly, like sure. spooky stuff. And I was like, this is great. My kids will be totally fine with that. So they watched it, and it was one of those, like, things where the first time they watched it, everyone was fine. But then, like, the next time they watched it, I don't know why, but something rubbed Oscar the wrong way. Um, and the whole rest of that night, yeah. he could not even be, like, it, being in the room with me was not safe. Right. Even in the room with me was not safe. He had to be attached to my body physically, and he followed me around everywhere. And I tried to be really nice about that, but it got so hard yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. And so there were, like, a few points where I was like, I just, I, I'm, like, I can be in the same room with you, but I need my butt. Like, I was not, I got really frustrated because yeah. it got to be too much. And he was just really scared. Like, yeah. he just, something spooked him, and then he couldn't get out of his head. And that night, he fell asleep. I was sitting in a chair in his room. He oh. fell, because I was with yeah. uh, Curtis. And he fell asleep on my feet. On my feet. Curl On the floor. On your feet. On my feet. That's wow. how he fell asleep, and I just moved him to his bed. Wow. Yeah. Mm, that's harsh. I know. God. I'm sorry. Mine is spooky as well. So Katie Bell has finally gotten into the Nancy Drew books, which Aww. brings me great joy. Some of you may know that there is a new show on the CW called Nancy Drew. And Katie Bell, I've been here. She's like all into her radio station now which is very makes me very happy. But she's been hearing the commercials for the Nancy Drew show. She said she'd like to watch it. And I said, let me watch the trailer, and then I'll make a decision. Now, I decided she could watch it. There is some, like, kissing, yeah. right? We've, we're two episodes in, mm -hmm. and it is scary. Mm. And there's more than kissing, Okay. And during both of those parts, because she's like, oh, this is really scary. Like, she closes her eyes. I cover her eyes. And when the, like, super sexy part comes on, I, I said, Katie Bell, this is the price that you pay in watching the slightly more adult show. Yeah. I cannot sit here. I know we have talked about all these things, but I'm not ready to sit here with you. And watch it And together. watch it with yeah. you. So, eyes covering. And she's like, it's okay. I can handle the you covering my eyes uh -huh. for this. Thank God. But I just am like... Not only is she walking out of watching the shows spooked, because mm -hmm. it's spooky. Yeah. There is just a lot of bras and yeah. grinding. Yeah. And 
outside of those two things, it's an enjoyable show. But otherwise, I'm like, oh, I'm committed. I'm committed now, though. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I feel like I can't stop watching it. Because you started off with, I will view the trailer and and make a decision. Right. (laughs) I have a sale. So my husband's car is in the shop. And he took my car to work today. And I have to get my daughter to school. So we think, okay, it'll be okay. We'll just walk or ride a bike because she just learned how to ride her bike a week ago. And I figured riding a bike would be faster, right? It wasn't. I was mean. Trying to get her to school, and she's still 15 minutes late because she also had a wipeout right in front of the school. It was a fucking just. Of course, that would happen situation. <sighs> it's just been a rough morning. I've got a baby in the stroller trying to walk her bike while she limps her way to school. But I guess a little genius part of this is that once I realized we were late, we said, fuck it. We'll walk slowly. It'll be okay. We'll get there when we get there. I let her know that none of this is her fault. And I feel like that part kind of redeemed me a little bit. Thanks. You guys are doing a great job. Ugh, this is that, yeah. like, perfect start. It's this whole, like, assumption we're supposed to be perfect and happy all the time. And yeah. that these, I mean, I see it all unfold. I understand all the choices you made. Mm-hmm. They all backfired on you. Mm-hmm. I think there's nothing that makes you feel like a failure more than pushing a stroller and pushing and like whatever vehicle yeah. your child you thought would be okay for your kid to yeah. ride. Yeah. Scooter. But I mean, it's just it's yeah. it's too much to physically do. Yes. And now you have to walk it back by yourself with the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't feel good about this. No. There's nothing about this that makes you feel <laughs> successful. <laughs> I am sorry. You are. You're doing a good job. Yeah. But you're also doing a horrible job. And you suck. Oh, and you suck. Absolutely. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mathnasium. With over 1,000 franchise locations worldwide, Mathnasium's highly trained, caring instructors teach each child face-to-face with customized learning plans. Once again, before I had kids, I thought learning is going to be easy. Turns out, kids learn differently. Surprise! Math is definitely one of those areas where kids can really benefit from having one-on-one time with instructors who can really work on customizing learning plans for your child. More than half a million parents trust Mathnasium to help their kids get caught up or ahead in math. Now it's your turn. Go to mathnasium.com slash OBM today to learn more about their programs or call 855-354-MATH. That's mathnasium.com slash OBM or call 855-354-MATH. Hi, guys. Quick heads up. 
if you are on the more squeamish side of Halloween. At the beginning of our conversation with Allison Rosen, we will be talking about an experience she has had with a certain insect that many people find super gross, including my father. So uh, we just want to give you that a heads up. You can always skip ahead a couple of minutes and get into the rest of the interview. Boo! Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. Teresa, this week we are talking to Allison Rosen, who's a writer, TV personality, and interviewer best known for her podcast, Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. She began her career as a professional journalist, and her work has appeared in Rolling Stone, People, Seventeen, Elle, The New York Post, and more. She released a book in 2018 called Tropical Attire Encouraged and Other Phrases That Scare Me, and is the co-host of the parenting podcast, Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we are very excited to have you here. Before we get into questions about all of your podcasting work, tell us who lives in your house? I live with my husband, Daniel. Uh, I have two kids. I have two boys, um, Elliot, who is two and a half, and Owen, who just turned eight months yesterday. And then we have a dog, Wendy. And do you guys want to hear? Yes. A, how, how, how much do you want to hear a gross story? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's we Halloween. Want it. We want gross. Yeah, we want it's it. Halloween. Okay, this is a very spooky story. Good. Uh, it's spooky and disgusting. So um, <laughs> yesterday, or over the weekend, my husband took a shower in the morning. I had not yet showered because uh, I'm gross. And he, so he was sitting at his desk and I come in and he's like, oh, oh, there's something I need to tell you. It's kind of disgusting. So I'm braced. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then it even wowed me. He's like, when I was in the shower, there were, um, there were like some slugs in there. <laughs> I'm like, what? Anyway, long story short, there were some maggots <gasps> in our shower. What? I want, I want to, I want to burn my yeah, house down. This is and so move. good. I never want to shower again. I'm no. so horrified. We, yeah. We have already had, like, we are, we're on top of it. I think the problem is gone. I have poured so many various things <laughs> down the drain. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, I also live with, like, three to four maggots, apparently. Apparently. And I die. So yeah. that is very poltergeist. And uh, wow. And it went from slugs to maggots. It, it, it wasn't slugs. Like, there's nothing wow. grosser than maggots. What's wrong with your husband? It's not slugs. I yeah. mean, if I went into the bathroom expecting to see this, like, to pull the curtain back, and, and see, like, see a banana slugs. slug or something. Or even just yeah. good old-fashioned slugs. Okay. Naked right. like snails. And it's yeah. maggots. Maggots were the one thing that my father could not handle. Wow. I remember as a child, like, he would always hose out the garbage can. But then when yeah. maggots had started to appear, yeah. he would make me do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I'm, That's so funny. Yeah, and it's I'm, fair, though. It's maggots fair. are the grossest yeah. thing. Maggots are, let's just. Fucking talk about Let's maggots the rest of the it's day. Halloween. We it have to Halloween. deliver a good Halloween episode of this show. I will say maggots are going to help yeah, us. Yeah, Allison, do that. I got to tell you, has have this, this ties together with this. I promise. You've got a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. Have you had the experience of somebody pooping in the tub? Yes. Okay. Uh, I yeah. Go, yeah well, I, just, I have. Okay. So now I'm going to follow up with the question of: Did it even cross your mind that you were not going to get back in the tub later? Like you were going to get in that tub, no problem. 
Well, he pooped in a baby tub um, within the big tub. Yeah. If he had pooped in the big tub, I don't know what I would have done. But I remember being very so. This was Elliot who where, yeah. where we had my my elder Owen has not yet done that. Although sometimes I look at his face and I'm like, "It's are you?" And then there's no poop. But yeah, I remember being like. I really don't like how, what, what do I possibly do with this? I don't know how to get yeah. rid of it. And then it only <laughs> way after the fact that it occurred to me, I should have just tossed the, like, it was just a baby bathtub. I should have just dumped it in the toilet, but that didn't yeah. even occur to me. No. Right. Well, so what's worse, poop in the tub or maggots in the tub? Oh, maggots. Maggots. Hands yeah. down. Maggots. All right. That, I, oh, we've all agreed. Yeah. We now all get to be friends. Now we can move on. <laughs> Can I just add one more yes. thing that's like making it so much worse? <laughs> yeah. Our t- our our shower is white tile on uh, the on the bottom no. and the and the walls actually because there was one motoring up the wall Ugh. and maggots are like the same color. Yeah. So I before even entering the shower, I have to even though like yeah. this problem I yeah. think is I think hopefully is gone. I have to I just open it and I just kind of unfocus my gaze and I just like stare blankly at it for a while just to wait till I see anything move. It's truly a nightmare. I think we have to move. Yeah, no, well, it's a clear omen that your house is haunted. The next thing (laughs) that's going to happen is your husband's going to say, I have something disturbing to tell you, and it's that I want to kill you. In your sleep, <laughs> right? Um, but I now I just could talk about maggots all day because, like, what's worse? Like, if you see a maggot, do you just hose it out, or do you have to do you squash it? Do you pick it up with a paper towel and run screaming from the house? Like, I well, would, my yeah. my husband used the wad of toilet paper, yeah. and then I'm like, flush it down the toilet, flush it down the toilet, you know, because yeah. God forbid it like reanimates in our trash bin. Yeah. Um, right. But then when I took a shot, we thought we had. <laughs> Fully demagoted. Sure. And then I took a shower, and while I'm in there washing my hair, I see one no. in the corner. So no. that's a whole nightmare. So anyway, at the end, I, I like, <laughs> scooped it up, Ugh. and on my way to flushing it, I turned I turned the toilet paper over to make sure I had it, and it, like, jumped, ah! rolled out of the toilet paper, and then hit the ground, and then I shrieked yeah. like, a, like a horror movie, yeah. and then disposed of it as well. But, yeah, it's truly, truly a nightmare. It's, it is kind of weird how upsetting it is yeah. though because the truth is that it's half of an inch it's yeah, not it's that it's fast. very like, what small. am i so afraid of yeah. but i really am afraid of it yeah well because it eventually could eat away all of your flesh it wants to that's <laughs> right they want because so then i keep this is this is truly a halloween episode um <laughs> i keep hearing about so I've been, you know, doing a lot of Googling. Oh, no. To find out how to get rid no, of them. No, do not and Google maggots in your shower. Oh, God. I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently <laughs> if someone has maggots in, like there's a thing called medical maggots because they eat dead flesh, yeah. they'll yeah. like help clean a wound. Is that true? That, a oh. long time ago, they like leeches and maggots oh. were like used for medicinal purposes. <laughs> I am sure somewhere somebody's doing it again just to be... Cool. Once again, ugh. Yeah, I, I but you yeah. know, you don't have to do that. Don't don't feel <laughs> that you need to save some maggots. Yeah, you don't need to give back to the community in this particular way. Yes, but I now right. feel like twi- our topic earlier today was truth or dare, and I feel like now I should dare you to go on to the most judgmental parenting boards you can find and put, I'm wanting to clean a wound 
of my <laughs> two-year-old. Yeah. And I leeches want or to you yeah, leeches or maggots. <laughs> we found some maggots in our shower. Do you think they could work? And then just oh my leave God. it and wait for, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, just wait for that fun to roll in. But you know what I think would be not only... It would not only be amusing to read the super judgmental replies, yeah. but then the people yes. that are like really into it, supportive, yeah. no matter yeah. what. Yeah. 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 Like, I think that's a great holistic idea. Yeah. Yeah. Sending hugs. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> like, just want to say I. No, I have no advice, but just want to say I feel for you, Mama. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hashtag maggot. Yeah. Or hashtag right. good enough wound cleaning. Good enough. <laughs> right. Clean is best. Right. <laughs> Hashtag uh, uh. out of band-aids and neosporin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is really good. Let's don't talk about anything else other than maggots. All right, because now I just want to talk about now. I was asking Teresa at the end of our discussion about truth or dare, do adults play truth or dare? But now I feel like truth or dare would be a really fun game for parents, actually. Mm, yes. To yeah. be like, I dare, I, I can't, like, my mind, yeah. besides daring somebody to go on a parenting board yeah. and leave a super crazy question just as a dare. Now yeah. I'm only going to read crazy things on the Internet as if parents had been playing truth or dare yeah. <laughs> and had dared somebody yeah. to put it. Yeah. Right? And just I'm just going to respond with to those posts with that must have been a hell of a truth question you didn't want to answer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, podcasting. <laughs> you've been doing Allison Rosen is your new best friend which Teresa was on recently uh, yes. and then which is highly successful I cannot imagine I mean, if you guys haven't heard go this is a great fun thing it's a great show it's so much fun uh, thank you but now you have started a new podcast uh, about a year ago called Childish and That's right how did Childish come about tell us about it well so Greg, comedian Greg Fitzsimmons and I have known each other for years now, and we just have this this friendship and this kinship, and we really like going on each other's podcasts. So I think the idea <laughs> that we wanted to do a podcast together came up some time ago. Like we both have these kind of pretty general like interview podcasts where we we interview people and we talk about our lives, and so we thought, well, maybe we should do something a little more focused than that, and then. So I did IVF with, with both of my kids. I have endometriosis and infertility and, and all, all the things. And so getting pregnant was this like very long, long uh, involved process that I was open about the whole time it was happening. So I feel like I was like in, in the, I was like attempting to get pregnant for so long. Um, and so we were talking about parenting a lot. And then when I got pregnant with Elliot and then when I had my kids, he and I continued to talk about parenting because I have, you know, I had this one and then these two very young kids and he has his son just, just left for college, which is, he's very proud, but also like very sad. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking at empty nesthood. And then he has a daughter who's 16. So we, you know, approach parenting, like he's sort of near, nearing the end of it, so to speak. And then I'm at the beginning of it and he gives me lots of advice and, and we like talk about sort of the differences in, in how to approach things. Um, so then it just sort of became pretty apparent that like, oh, this is what we should do our podcast about. That being said, we talk a lot about our families. We talk about our spouses. We talk about relationships and we, we also talk about, um, like depression and anxiety and, and that kind of stuff and our kids. But we talk a lot about non-kid related stuff too. 
and then we always kind of bring it back to, to family stuff. But we do have a lot of listeners who don't have kids and then they let us know. They're like, I don't have kids, but I still enjoy listening to you guys. Yeah. Which I, think is, I, I love it. I want everyone to listen. Yeah, I do. feel We've gotten that comment before, too. And it feels a little like parenting porn. <laughs> you know, it's like yes. I have zero desire to have them or I haven't had them yet or whatever the situation is. I, you know, it's like I get to peep into this world of like... You know, what is what is that? Why are you? Why what is that? We have people being like, I don't know if I want to have kids or not. Listening to you guys makes me think I don't. But yeah, 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 yeah. Oh Oh, yeah, we get that one too. That one's good. I feel like that's that's good. I feel like that's good. We're doing a public service. People need to understand not everybody don't have to have kids. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Many of us have had them and question that often. (laughs) Um so I wanna ask about the interview stuff and the choice. To, it's not interviewing people really isn't part of the childish podcast experience. You guys did one recently, but are you thinking, are you and Greg thinking of keeping that out and keeping it really y'all's experience and y'all's stories? You just need a place to like vent <laughs> like each week. Well, or do you want to have other voices come in? Full behind full behind the scenes of what's Ooh. really going on with that. Um yeah, we had we did one live show with Andy Richter, and it was fantastic. And we have more live shows planned, and our and our plan is to have a guest for the live shows. I would like to bring guests in for just the, the regular studio shows because I feel like we both know a lot of interesting people, and I would like to find out different people's parenting experiences. In fact, we had. I forget, I may have, this has been so much on my mind. I may have brought it up on the episode with Teresa, which was fantastic. Teresa, you are so good. People love that episode. Um, but we had, so we take uh, listener questions via email or via voicemail. And we had a woman call in and she's in a polyamorous relationship with another wife and a husband. And then she and the husband, only one set is legally married, but but they consider themselves both like two wives and a husband, and they're all all three are in a relationship with each other. Two kids, each woman had one kid with the guy, and and she's sort of wondering how that's going to go when they go to school. And I I don't think of myself as super like like traditional. I mean, I'm I'm I. Yeah, I don't think of myself as traditional or prudish, but like if I had been wearing pearls, I would have been clutching them. Right. Very like not judgmental at all, open to it, but just like, oh, my God, how does that work? And sort of fascinated. And I keep thinking about it. And she it came up on the podcast subsequently. And she called back and was like, if you have questions, you know, feel free to to hit me up. So I intend to. But like, I feel like it'd be interesting to talk to someone to to her or to talk to other people. So I, I would eventually like to bring in other voices. I think Greg feels like we, you know, he, he and I both have these interview podcasts and when you begin interview, when you add interviews to it, it just like, it's going to change the fundamental dynamic. He likes it, just him and me. I don't know. Maybe it's like I'm pushing for a threesome. I don't know. So I don't know what's Mm going to happen. He's like, we can, let's revisit it. But I think he's, he's happy doing it. Just him and me for the studio shows, guests for the live shows. I feel like let's, Let's spice it up with some guests sometime. So it could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get somebody else in the bed with us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you guys do, we could do something like what you guys do, which is where, you know, a, a, a dedicated chunk is always just the two of you and yeah. then you have a guest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the same thing of just like, we know what our voices are in the grand scheme of the world. Right. And they're pretty limited. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so yeah. like, we're, we were like you where it was like, well, 
I it might be really great to hear how other people are dealing with all of this because everybody's doing it a little different despite what you mm-hmm. find in the bookshelves of the bookstore or the library. There are a lot of different ways that kids wind up in your house and there's a lot yes. of different ways to to parent. And um so yeah, it you know, it's nice to hear the other voices. Um but it's also Nice to just have a place to vent, which actually is something, or, you know, talk about things. It's not always venting. But I want to ask you something that Teresa and I struggle with, or not struggle with, but we keep coming back to the conversation of, you know, even though our show is really about our experiences as parents, we do have to just naturally talk about our kids, right? Um, Mm -hmm. They come up in a parenting podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you depressed? My no reason. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no inciting reason. My child <laughs> didn't do yeah. something really upsetting this morning. <laughs> I definitely wasn't prepared for when my child was going to start doing this thing <laughs> and the baggage it might yeah. open for me. But so we got back and forth and like, how much do we say? What's our comfort zone? Right. You know, how much choice do they get definitely changed as the kids have gotten older where do you guys fall on that because the kids ages are so uh, different and you wonder like does a kid going to college give two shits what his dad is saying on the radio right or maybe he cares or maybe he cares a lot the 16 year old girl might your eight month old does not know what a podcast is so like right yeah where do you fall on all that my eight-month-old does not know, but my two-and-a-half-year-old, yeah. I think, does know. And he'll even, sometimes if he's, like, holding my phone, l- looking at pictures or whatever, or, like, if he does a video, he'll go, hi, everybody. Yeah. And he definitely <laughs> learned that from me. Um, it's, it's kind of an ever-evolving thing, and I just hope and pray that I'm doing it right. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people who refuse to put their kids on social media. And I do have pictures of my kids on my social media. And I wonder, um, um, is this wrong? I, I try never to put a picture of them that I think would embarrass them someday. Um, but other than that, I do feel like they're part of my life. And I, I, I like to share my life. And I hope, I hope that that's not bad. Um, in terms of stories I tell about them, Again, I think if a certain, if I feel that a certain story, it's kind of situation by situation. Yeah. I don't have any hard, hard and fast rules. Um, if anything, I think the stories that I tell about my husband and my marriage, that's where it's more <laughs> of a like, am I violating something by being, because that's sort of where yeah. the venting comes in sometimes. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't say I'm not yet venting about my kids. I mean, we do a segment called highs and lows, which is pretty straightforward. We talk about our high of the week and our low of the week. And sometimes the lows are just like Elliot is having these tantrums and I'm helping him through them. But what I noticed recently is he he's actually not not this has not been happening this past week, but the week before it was like every morning, this crazy meltdown. And I read that uh, part of that book that I, that helped me, which is like how to talk. So kids will listen and listen. Oh, yeah. So kids will talk. And so I was really following that and it was helping him through the tantrum. So then he'd be fine for the rest of the day, but I would yes. be really depressed yes. and like sad and haunted. And I didn't really know why. So that was my love. So I talked about that, but, um, 
Yeah, I don't yet think there's anything. I mean, they're so young. I don't yet think there's anything that could really like that they would be upset that I shared. But I am really open about about marital stuff. And yeah. so I worry that and, and both both Greg and I are pretty open and neither of our spouses listen or so we thought <laughs> um, But there was so Childish has an Instagram account. And it, it's uh, at Childish Pod. And so th- that Instagram account posted, you know, a, a photo and, and the show summary. And Daniel, my husband, just left like a, an emoji of a like smirk. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, excuse uh, me. You don't, you don't use bad words, do yes, you? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And so anyway, yeah. So he did listen to one. And he was, he wasn't thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> His, his, his thing is his thing, and this has kind of been since the the beginning of he and of him and me being together. He doesn't want to listen to a podcast and discover that I felt a certain way about something mm, yeah, that yeah. way. He yeah. wants me to come to him first and tell him. And in general, I do, but I feel like having kids has like has yeah. been like the the grease to the the to the the simmering oil fire of our relationship. Like sometimes it just, it's everything's just chaotic. And I don't really, you know, that day, yeah, something had happened that morning. And, and as I was driving over to Greg's studio, I just realized I was really kind of upset about something. So then we start podcasting and then it like all spills out. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I talked to Greg and then I feel better and I don't feel like it's necessary to really meant talk to to Daniel about it because it was just a thing and I'm done with it. Yeah. And he listens and then he's like, Hey, you know, and I, and I said to him, like, I didn't want to bum you. Like it was such a small thing. Yeah. I didn't want to bum you out. And he, and he, to his credit, you know, I, I, I'm so lucky. He's like, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. If you feel it, you should tell me so yeah. we can talk about it. And then yeah. it's like this reminder of, oh, yeah, that's that's really when it works best is if we're just being open with each other. Yeah, or you could just send him the link to the episode. <laughs> and just be like, he gets it he first. Get, he gets get like it an first. Yeah, listen. just so you know, this is going live in like 10, ten minutes. minutes. Uh, uh, I know you want me to talk? tell you. Yeah, can we talk real fast? Yeah, right now. Well, that's the other thing is that I feel like if like a lot of times if you then talk it out in advance, it's not going fun on the to show, talk about. It's not that fun to talk about. <laughs> like sometimes when I get to a really good place about something, yeah. I come to the show and I'm like, well, I don't really know what I want to say because like I feel pretty good. <laughs> and if there's something that I want to like get riled up about, yeah. I don't really feel like getting riled up. Like I don't really yeah. want to yeah, do that. Well, then I'm so, here. Yeah. But I just live in a constant state of rile. But also, (laughs) but it's important to, you know, have those days and to, like, recognize the days where things actually go well. I think that's important, too. Mm -hmm. Let me wrap up on one last question. And that is, I know, like, doing the show, uh, we've been doing ours for, like, six years. And I can definitely say there's real benefit (laughs) to me coming in here every week and talking stuff out. And... Definitely, yeah, in like a weird cliche way, I am actually parenting better because of it. Have you found, like, what have you gotten out of doing the show so far? Is it, have you, like, come away with anything? Has somebody written in and made you go, oh, I didn't think about that? Or, like, I, mean, I don't know. Or are you just like, I my marriage is falling apart? Like, what have you gotten <laughs> out of doing the show so far? Gosh, 
that's such a good question. I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it. I mean, one very, very specific thing, which kind of ties into what we were saying, yeah. is there are things that I will talk about with Greg on the show, and he'll say, I think you need to talk to Daniel about that. Like, you <laughs> yeah. need to share that with him. And then I, I'll be like, you're, I'll, I'll be like, you're right. And I will go talk to Daniel and it will make Daniel and me closer and I will feel better and I'll be glad. I don't, my default, I think as a person way before I met Daniel was to be afraid to really communicate openly. And that's sort of been a project in therapy for as long as I've been in therapy is, is to, <laughs> to trust my feelings and to trust sharing. But, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it, but I think there are still times where I, I feel like I want to think something through before I decide to open my mouth about it. And so Greg will just nudge me in the direction of like, just talk to him. And then I do. And it's so much better. So I've gotten that. And then, you know, we have such a great, like you guys, we have such a great listenership and they're, you know, they weigh in on a lot of things in their own life and in our lives. So it's just nice to hear other points of view just about, but, you know, like something like screen time, which we're, we're kind of, we have an ever evolving discussion about is how much screen time is okay. Is screen time bad? At the beginning, I was very much in defense of screen time, but it's gotten to a point where I try not to give Elliot my phone because he just, it's sort of compulsive and addictive when he's with, when he has the phone. So I just feel like let's just avoid it all for now. And listeners weigh in on that one a lot. A lot of times with parenting, at least what my husband and I find out, is that, you know, it's not, I don't know if it was ever like this, but it's not, a lot of times decisions are being made in the moment. And Mm -hmm. while right before kids, maybe we had a discussion about how we were going to do stuff, like, and ha ha ha, what a laughable thing we probably thought was the important thing. (laughs) to like agree on that now you're like oh sorry yeah I totally said she could you know she could stay up and have like 18 desserts you know right (laughs) right and he'll be like just coming in from something and hasn't been there all day to know like the whole history of what's been happening and he'll be like yeah what and then I'm like not in front of the children and like (laughs) because my parents were always like number one rule never let them see you not be on the same team mm, ever. Yeah, and I remember that. That was great. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. I agree. Talking in here every week sometimes does make my relationship better as well. So does therapy and medication. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Allison, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody should go check out Childish. And uh, if you aren't already listening to Allison Rosen as your new best friend, definitely do that. We will link everyone up to it. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Oh, yeah, it was. It was absolutely a delight. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, 
my name is Tusk Henderson, and I am an outdoorsman. Are you looking for a new comedy podcast? This month's episode of Beef and Dairy Network Podcast has as its guest the wonderful Nick Offerman, playing the part of Tusk Henderson, adventurer and outdoorsman. Think about fitting yourself a month's worth of provisions and a half-ton cow into a kayak. So if you've never listened to the show before, this might be a good place to start. I string a bowstring between her horn tips and I can fire a spear off the top of her head and uh, took in some very delicious cod. So, if you're after a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network from Maximum Fun? Download it now! You flip a cow upside down, they make an excellent toboggan. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like The Babadook Director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone Director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. (laughs) It's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is the name of her podcast and so is Childish. <laughs> I think that's her theme song. It is. Yeah. I'm not sure why people have not been knocking down my door for theme songs. For jingles. Jingles. Yeah. Some jangles. Yeah. Some theme some songs. Some Oh, I can. Mr. Bojangles <laughs> dance. 1970 song. I know it. There was a man he used to. Anyway. <laughs> that was really fun. And I'm so glad it tied in to our scary Halloween show with all the maggot talk. Yeah. You guys are welcome. Mm-hmm. I am also ready to turn off the lights, hold up the flashlight under my chin, and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is Teresa. This isn't even a rant. This is just a straight-up breakdown, and I'm not doing a great job right now. Everyone out there is doing a great job. I have not. I just feel like I am drowning. I have a really good partner. And he is so swamped at work right now with stuff he can't even talk to me about. And he's just working crazy hours and is stressed all the time, which is not like him. So I feel like I don't have the support system I normally do. My three kids are amazing, but my oldest one has autism. And he's just having a lot of moments right now. And he really needs a counselor. I don't know what counselors are covered by insurance for us, so that's the whole thing. And I'm trying to get my husband to look it up, and he's got so much going on at work. And then my youngest is a toddler and cutting molar, so that's just a joy. And my one living grandparent, I just found out, has congestive heart failure. And someone from back home who is basically a bonus grandfather to me just went into hospice. And I can't go anywhere and see anybody right now because I've got to manage all these children and my job in the house while my husband is overwhelmed in his job. And I just feel like a lot of things are falling apart and I'm just not in a good place for it right now. So I've been 
yelling so much at the kids, and I don't want them to remember me being a yeller like my mom was a yeller. I mean, I'm apologizing a lot, too, but does that actually fix any of the damage I'm doing by yelling at them to the point where my oldest is crying and my middle one is yelling at me because I'm hurting his feelings? I mean, at least my middle one can identify feelings, right? That's, that's something. But anyway, I just can't really unload all of this on anyone else right now, so you guys can hear it. You guys are doing an amazing job just for giving us this phone number. Thank you so much for just letting me get this out. I just can't, I just can't do it by myself right now, so I just need someone out there to know. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying, and I'll, I'll do a good job again soon. All right. I love you guys a lot. You are wonderful. Bye. You are doing a really good job. I'm trying to understand why she thinks she's not doing a good job. Like I under, but like, I understand. Like it's okay. that I understand. She's talking about that sensation of drowning, uh-huh. which I 100% understand. Mm-hmm. It's too much. There's too much going on. Right. So of course you you're, feel so you're you failing. Feel you that you're failing. But I yeah. I can remember also like around that time. Before, you know, I really hit my total point and, you know, pursued medication and and that kind of stuff where I would just like the rage and the like sadness that was being so triggered by the overwhelming issues of, you know, uh, one child going through the tantrums and just where they were developmentally, you know, just where our kids wind up developmentally that we can't control at all and that they can't control either, like the tantrums and the yelling. And the if you've got a kid on the spectrum like you were talking about, like, you know they're struggling with stuff and you're carrying all that emotional weight, like a sponge. We're sponges, whether we set up boundaries or not. You can't stand next to somebody who's like, having an emotional struggle and it not impact you. I just, it's like secondhand yeah. smoke. It's blowing all over you. Yeah. And your you know your partner is in the middle of something in which they can't be the support that they are usually able to be and you know it's so much. And then quite naturally I can remember again I will just never forget it just sitting in front of my washing machine. I just got through sorting laundry and closed it. It was just like all this noise around me and feeling like I was doing a bad job because I hated everything that was happening, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, you don't say it. You don't say you hate it. You right. just say you're drowning. But like somewhere in there may be a feeling of like yeah. I'm not having fun. Yeah. And I don't like this. Yeah. And I'm yelling at my kids all that I don't even want them to touch me. I am so full. Mm-hmm. You are full right now. So it is really normal to feel like it's you're not doing a good job. Like I think it's really hard to separate the like feeling full and feeling like you're failing. Mm-hmm. You're doing you actually are doing a good job and I think it is important to unload it, even if it's just our hotline every five minutes. That's okay. It's a lot that you're going through. 
And drowning, I think, is a remarkably good description of how I am sure you are feeling. And you're doing a really good job. And you are. We see you. Yeah, we do. We see you. It's a lot. It's too in fact, in fact, it is fucking too much. Yeah. You are doing a good job. Teresa, what did we learn today? Truth or dare helps us get our thrills out uh, as kids until we find more thrilling things to do, like spin the bottle and drinking. (laughs) (laughs) We also learned that Allison Rosen is our new best friend, and she is a total delight. And I could have quite honestly talked to her about maggots for an hour. And Thank that, you for not doing that. You're welcome. Yeah. But I am really happy with that first half of that interview. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned that it's Halloween. It's here. It's time to take half your kid's candy and eat it. That's my idea of a good time. I'm only getting the good stuff. Twixes and Sour Patch Kids. That's all I want this year. And I think what we've really learned is that this is exhausting, <laughs> thankless work. And everybody's walking around out there with a lot um, that no one sees. And, uh, you know, just because it's the day where your kid's being great and you're out and everybody's just like, you have the best kid. <laughs> that can make us feel like we're losing our minds, mm-hmm. right? Somehow, It doesn't hit like a compliment. And there are other days where you're football carrying your kid, screaming out of an event with groceries and possibly a stroller. It's a lot. And you're trying to get to work and you're late or your partner is traveling or you're doing this all by yourself. I don't know. It's fucking Monday, guys. It's exhausting. And everybody is on the verge of tears. Or maybe it's just me. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go out and scare the shit out of some kids. (laughs) Teresa? Yes? You're doing a good job. Thanks, Tiz. (laughs) So are you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues, low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues, got to low down mama blues, We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Maximum 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.